The city has decided to extend a program that helps vulnerable pe- vulnerable people, excuse me, in our city in transit centers. It's a program that's run by the Bent Arrow Society. It started back in September of 2021. Now it was sub- it was set to expire this August, but the city has committed 2.1 million dollars to keep it going. So we're going to find out some details about this transit outreach program, how effective it is and and just why we need something like this here in Edmonton. So we have two guests joining me to talk about this. We have the Supervisor of Community Safety for the City of Edmonton, Jenna Pilot, who's joining me. Jenna, good afternoon. Thanks for being here. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We also are joined with Executive Director for the Bendero Healing Society, Cheryl Whiskey Jack. Thank you, Cheryl, for being here. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Of course. I, I mean, I think that this is a this is a big program that we need to uh, get some details on. I'm just going to ask that you both just turn on your radios just a little bit so we don't get too much feedback. It's always a little bit tricky balancing two voices on the call. Uh, Cheryl, I want to start with you. Can you explain a little bit more in detail what this program does and what it aims to do? Yeah, so, you know, just when you were introducing the program, um, we are working in partnership with the City of Edmonton, um, and we're also working in partnership with the Edmonton Police Service on this on this work. Um, initially, it was around, um, you know, during the pandemic, um, everybody went home to do their work, and uh, transit centers became uh, an empty space. Mm. Um, unanimated because everybody was working from home and a lot of folks that started to animate that space were people who were um, really uh, adversely affected by the effects of the pandemic so newly unhoused maybe not coping very well with what was going on mental health was uh, struggling addictions as we all know went up housing uh, uh, unhoused people doubled uh, during the pandemic. And so it's not something that uh, transit police officers can enforce their way out of. And so we got a call from the city of Edmonton um, to, to do this work in partnership and really look at connecting people who are needing supports with those supports that will help them to get housed, get ID, uh, get some income, get some mental health supports, whatever it is that they're needing. So it's a, it's a social worker that's paired with a transit peace officer and then together they can connect people to the right resources that they need, be that a shelter, uh, a mental health program, maybe addiction program, and you sort of funnel people to the right area, right? That's correct. Jenna, I'm wondering why the city wanted to keep this going. Why was it that we just still have such a huge problem in our city that still needs a lot of attention? Uh, thank you for the question. Um, the city sees the community outreach transit team as a very important and innovative step in broadening our reach in responding to the needs of the community and really building a safe, inclusive city for everyone. Um, as Cheryl so wonderfully put, you know, COT was uh, created as a pilot in 2021 due to the response of just an increasing vulnerability that we were seeing on the transit system. Um, and every individual within Edmonton um, deserves the right to access, whether that be housing, financial supports, or mental health support. So the city sees this as an extremely important initiative just to ensure that every Edmontonian um, really can have access to those needs and supports. 
it's it's obviously I think a, a situation that needs to be addressed but this is a big job Cheryl I, I wonder how hard it is to recruit workers and and to try to get people on board with this program which essentially means that you are you're you're overseeing transit centers for pretty much the entire day and well into the night so what does it look like to even maintain and recruit staff for this yeah, it's a, that's a really great question. Um, uh, one of the things that when we first got approached by the city of Edmonton about this was uh, we already have a service at Ben Farrell called Uintown. Um, it's a welcome service for Indigenous folks who are making the transition from rural to urban. But in saying that, um, what it really does is it helps people connect to resources that are available to them. And so I saw it as a really great um, program to connect this work to and so the the leader from that program her name is Robbie we um, asked her to take this on and so she knows very well what kind of worker we're looking for and what to look for in that recruitment process and has had really great success actually in um, recruiting people to do this very uh, important work out there um, and they're people who are also very knowledgeable about the resources that are out there. Important work but difficult work and I, I want to emphasize that and not take that for granted because this is this would be extremely I think just emotionally draining to, to do this and Jenna my question for you is sort of on that note because I feel like there's this growing frustration from people in our city towards vulnerable members of our community and just sort of this increased tension and I think that there is a certain amount of compassion that exists there but this problem just seems so big and it's it mm-hmm. sort of just seems to continue no matter what so what do you say to people who suggest that this initiative isn't doing enough to tackle the whole issue? Oh, that's a great question. And I think it's really important to to consider that everyone's perceptions of safety is very different. You know, what what makes me feel unsafe uh, is going to be very different than the person next to me and how they feel unsafe. So I think that we're really focused on responding to everybody's uh, concerns uh, right now. But the, the reality is we have a lot of Edmontonians um, that don't have access to basic needs, that don't have access to uh, the supports and the, and the services that they need. And we feel that if we can move any, you know, make any type of mark and, and launch these different teams in order to support that and support that connection and support that ability to, um, you know, support the person in their own uh, healing journey and and I think our ask is just for every Edmontonian to see it uh, that way as well and that um, one little step of you know support or compassion or saying uh, hi how are you doing can I help you can make such a difference uh, in someone's life and then in our communities as well. Yeah to really humanize someone who is yes. is ultimately struggling and is vulnerable. I want to talk a little bit more about what individuals can do and some of the other changes that we've seen happening around transit centers like uh, uh, the harm reduction program that uh, ended handing out needles and how that makes your job Cheryl harder or not uh, but we do have to take just a short break so we'll be back with both of you in just a minute. Jenna Pilot is the supervisor of community safety for the city of Edmonton. Cheryl Whiskey Jack is the executive director of Bent Arrow Healing Society. We're talking about Edmonton expanding its transit outreach program. We'll be back in three minutes. 
Joined with two guests, we have Jenna Pilot, Supervisor of Community Safety for the City of Edmonton, and we have Cheryl Whiskey Jack, Executive Director for the Bent Arrow Healing Society. We're talking about Edmonton expanding its transit outreach program. What this does is it pairs uh, a social worker with a transit peace officer so that they can direct vulnerable people that are in our transit centers towards the right resources. Cheryl, I want to have a conversation, uh, or I have a question rather, uh, about this this decision by the city to stop handing out needles in transit centers that recently went through. Do you think that stopping that harm reduction program makes your ultimate job harder or easier? Where do you land on that? Um, I land in the place that there's more than enough room in this work for everybody uh, to be able to have impact on the community that we're serving. And so, you know, the decision wasn't made in isolation. The decision was made in partnership. Um, I supported the decision um, because there are still ways for people to access those harm reduction um, interventions. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be through a caught um, intervention that that can happen. So I was I was in support of that. There are still ways for people to get that kind of support in the community. Jenna, as supervisor of community safety, I, I mean that that is a, a big job to try to oversee safety <laughs> for Edmonton. Where do you hope that this program goes? Does this does, is the idea that this then expands further out or becomes part of another program that we might see coming? Ah, great question. Thank you. And I, and I do just want to clarify something that COT is actually a, a permanent program. Um, and there, I think there's just been some mis messaging amongst uh, us going to council last week and the fact that uh, when we went to council, it was just to confirm the funding agreement. But okay. COT is going up to seven teams and that will be permanent. And um, currently the successes uh, that we're seeing are amazing and impactful but we're also going through um, kind of a complete evaluation on what are we really trying to achieve and what is our impact going to be um, and that's just due to a quick growth of a program um, so our hopes are big our hopes are um, obviously that you know we can have caught teams uh, really around our our transit and our bus uh, stations the reality is we do have a lot of uh, outreach uh, intervention-based teams in our communities already. So we really don't want to recreate, but we want to connect. You know, we want to create like an ecosystem of all of these groups so that they can connect with each other and work together so that every Edmontonian is being served on whether, whether they're on the transit system, whether they're at a business, or whether they're in a community. Jenna, can you elaborate a little bit on the success that we've already seen, just to sort of paint a picture for our listeners of what this actually has been able to accomplish? Absolutely. So I, I do want to say that with COD or any intervention or outreach-based teams, um, the, the quick results are very individually based, right? So you're not going to see much um, of a community impact when you're first launching a pilot program. But for the individual level, COD has had more than 3,000 uh, general interactions with um, Edmontonians on the transit system. There's been more than 700 engagements with vulnerable population or people in need of, of referrals or services or connections to um, housing, mental health, uh, 
um, you know, doctor's appointments, as Cheryl had said. Um, and then we've also actually worked with more than 30 agencies or services uh, within our time um, connecting these individuals with these services. And, and that is really impactful because the reality is we started with two teams and COT was running with two teams. The expansion um, just occurred late last year and we're still filling those teams. So if you think about it in that regard, that's a pretty massive impact for a short period uh, with just two teams. Yeah, I, and I mean, obviously, I think it shows it shows a great success rate, but it also really shows that you know, those numbers are startling. It shows a real need in our community. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, Absolutely. I'm curious, how do you stay so passionate about this work that you do, and what do you recommend that individuals do to try to help? Well, one of the things that I've seen happen, and I, I've seen, this is the beauty of working in partnership, is that um, what I've seen in our time with COTS is that uh, we're building capacity in our partners' ability to intervene. Um, so, you know, TPO's um, abilities um, and knowledge going into this work and how to support this vulnerable population was narrow, narrower, a lot narrower. And um, just building up their tools and abilities to interact, we have seen that grow exponentially since we have come, come to do this work in partnership. Um, what I'm hearing from our TPOs that are involved in COT is that their colleagues in this in this work are wanting to sign up to do relief work, you know, so that when they take holidays or sick days or whatever, they want to jump in and be able, because they see the ability uh, greatly expanded to be able to do their work. And that learning comes from working in partnership. So we work in partnership in a number of uh, fronts. Um, but this is just a really great example of building capacity and community to do the work. It's never sort of solely in one person's lane to do this work. And we learned that in this work we're doing together when we started to have conversations with the Edmonton Police Service, that there were even limits to what the transit peace officers could do. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both for being here, for, for doing this and for expanding on this, uh, this program and what it means for Edmontonians. Really appreciate your time, both of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Cheryl Whiskeyjack, the executive director who you were just listening to from the Bent Arrow Healing Society, and Jenna Pilot, supervisor of community safety for the city of Edmonton, talking about Edmonton expanding its transit outreach program. So the city has committed to spending another $2.1 million on this program, uh, and you heard them use the word COT, so that just stands for Community Outreach Transit Teams, and essentially what this means is just pairing a social worker with a transit peace officer to try to get a vulnerable person in a transit centre to the right place, whether that's a a doctor or or, uh, mental health um, uh, services or addiction treatment, uh, just trying to get them to the right place to get them the help that they need.